Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wood, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ravel. My name is Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luton Moore's here. All right. And the man who's like thunder is Pete Donaldson. Watcher. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Lovely to have you with us. Pete, can I have some more of my cans? Yeah, all right. Give me some more party. How's that for you? How's that for you? That's that's nice. You like that, do you? Ah, nice and loud. Absolutely perfect. If you're yeah. going to ride that desk, pal, ride it, right? <laughs> that's an uncomfortable image for what everyone. What did I say? Drive it. I mean, I meant ride drive it. it ride, the, ride the levels. Yeah. I think that's the uh, yeah. way to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Conversation for before the show, perhaps. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> there was a long and frank one. <laughs> Listen, Marcus, I'll be perfectly frank with you uh-huh. and the listeners at home. I tried to have the conversation with people before the show <laughs> and they didn't want to know. So we had to drag it into the on-air time. <laughs> Frank, it still isn't loud it's enough. Not, <laughs> right. How loud do you want it? That's this perfect. is great. That's perfect. perfect. That's Thank as you. loud as it goes. Right. So what is wrong with your ears this week? Thank you. You are. Yeah. <laughs> don't wor- don't worry, chat. You're doing a gig later, Jim, and that's the best you can come back at. I'm getting all that now. What if a heckler comes at you? Don't worry, this is not live, so we can edit it out, OK? <laughs> the listeners will never, ever know, will you, listeners? Um, this weekend, Newcastle, they lost in Pete's presence. That's all not right. the first time it's happened. Um, obviously, I was banging on about West Brom. They lost further ground on uh, their quest for fifth or full spot. Um, <laughs> we're good at cursing teams, I think, at yeah, the Ramble, yeah. when we say that player's going to do well, or, or that team but particularly. Um, so if you could put a curse on a player, a team, or a manager, or someone from the world of football, um, whom and what would it be, Jim? 
Uh, I would make it so, using my nefarious powers, that um, every time Jose Mourinho complained about a referee or had a snarky little dig at another manager or player, mm. all of his goalkeepers would get an inch shorter. <laughs> I like that. Right, and just an inch? Yeah, just an inch each time. So he'd have to buy the freakiest, tallest goalkeepers? He would, if he figured it out. Because, yeah. you know, it would take you a while to, to, to sort of make that Straight in for Pantelimon. Straight in. Obviously, as well, you, you know, it's not really fair on the players, so at the end of the season, they would reset and go back to their norm- normal height and I'm not a monster <laughs> so every time they save a penalty they get an inch back as well I quite like the sound I quite of like that yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, can, I can see Mourinho being linked in the January transfer window with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's the keeper who's saved the most penalties this is one keeper that's got, got a better reputation than anyone else yeah, so he'd be like massive by the end of the season yeah, oh I think you'd only go back to up to your original height. oh Although, you wouldn't get taller not? Maybe why not yeah. small print always makes it more boring excellent start uh, hmm. Jim uh, what about you, Luke? What have you got? I've turned my attention to uh, my friend and yours, uh, Mark Clattenburg. Mm. And I decided that every time he makes a high-profile mistake, mm. he gets a tattoo of said mistake <laughs> somewhere about his person. <laughs> what, the actual image of the mistake happening? Yeah, or yeah. perhaps a, quick, a little word picture. Line of sight. Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> With He's the, not uh, in the right position. No, I'll tell you what, he gets yeah. a cartoon from that Keith Hackett, you are the ref thing, in the back of the newspaper, <laughs> about his person of the instant, the time yeah. and the date it mm-hmm. happened. Oh. So all of a sudden... He's got these Champions League final tattoos, mm-hmm. these World Cup final tattoos, mm. but they're completely overrun by the mistakes he may make. Yes. <laughs> How does that work, though? Do, do they just appear in a you know, specific place on his body, or could yeah. it be anywhere? Could it just appear over one of the other tattoos? That would be a nightmare I for think, Clats. I think it's just a random place. Just real, real estate. It's kind of skin real estate. It goes wherever. Could be on your foot, like a, a tribal Far East Gap Year tattoo. <laughs> could go on your face. What about um, if he makes uh, a very, very good decision? It was a really tough one to see. You think, oh, how, how did he make that? That was that. that was excellent referee and it does happen it fades it it, fa- oh, it grows an inch or does one tattoo does it, where it become counts. possible where he could do the, the licky licky thing and get rid of it oh yeah okay licky licky <laughs> it, it turns into one of those bubble gum tattoos yeah, 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 yeah. you got to licky licky it away yeah, yeah, yeah so, so licky boom down he's got to do it himself yeah. Yeah. I think uh, referees should have more responsibility when it comes to giving out uh, just silly red cards so that every time you've got to get a red, red card out you get a tiny little red card on your body somewhere Okay. And it, so it, it looks like measles. It. So you think twice <laughs> it looks, about it. Yeah. It yeah. looks okay. like German measles after a while. Is that your answer? That's no, that's not my answer. Okay. Um I appreciated the um the quote from Snow though, by the way. That's all right. It's it's quite right. right. Um Peter. Uh, was it a quote? I suppose it was more of a lyric, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Carry um on. uh but actually a couple of years ago I put a curse on someone. Uh-huh. Oh god. Uh, Is he still when in? Eusebio died, I put a curse on Bella Gutman and I said, Bella Gutman, you will never win another European title. And true to form, the very much deceased skeleton of Bella Gutman has not won another European title since that date. So yeah, You're the only mm. one in this room with experience of the question. Exactly. <laughs> Which uh, yeah. puts a lot of pressure on yours, because presumably it's now going to happen. Well, yeah. he could like, kind of win posthumously. Okay, uh, which, is, that, is that your answer, the one so you've no, already done? Uh, Jim, I think we should push up on this. If, you, right, okay. if Pete's got experience of curse, and they were. He I think you should suggest an entirely realistic one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do whatever sort of shamanic ritual you have to do to make it happen, and then we'll see if it works. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. Does anybody know any voodoo priests or priestesses? Well, you're you the one with this experience. Oh, yeah. Well, I just did a little one in my head. I went, <laughs> I'll get you, Bella. Pete, just to let you know, if you do all the stuff for the show in your head, it's not going to be as entertaining for the listeners. <laughs> also. You have to show your work, and as we've often said. <laughs> yeah. Thinking about people isn't cursing them as well. <laughs> I could, I could, sh- I could show you the work, and I've always got chicken bones on you're, me. You're, a, <laughs> my goodness, you're always. <laughs> you're always, you're always, you're just essentially thinking about a dead man. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's well, not I'm that essentially thinking about thing. a dead man. Yeah, yeah. So, so Pete's right. essentially refusing to answer the question. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I said I've already done it, so that's my curse. Oh, that's my you, footballing well, curse. No, something about Mike Ashley. Curse him in some way. All right, I'll curse. No, I won't. <laughs> well, you did, we need a good idea. Nearly got involved. <laughs> you probably just thought it. Yeah. Can we yeah. Yeah. curse him later in the bath? <laughs> <laughs> ah. I've cursed him many a time in yeah. the past. Come okay. on, Marcus, give us your answer. Um, Let's move on. I would Mick McCarthy's a bit miserable, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So I would curse him that, that that he would win no matter what team he put out, no matter what they'd win a trophy every year. <laughs> it would just really annoy him, wouldn't Give it? Give it to Moyes. <laughs> but everyone he's the miserable one. Moyes is all right. Marcus, <laughs> what about every one of Michael Appleton's games on TV? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Imagine yeah. Mick McCarthy he's just fuming. I'm telling you every week. <laughs> oh, it's, it's twelve feet tenth. <laughs> Why am I telling you again? 
<laughs> You're trying to get a kick-off yeah. time for like, you know, 11 in the morning on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> These Chinese fans are turning off in their droves. <laughs> I just think Mick would be... After a while, you know, Mick McCarthy's like, well, you know, we've, we've won the FA Cup six years in a row. Do we really want to win it again? I don't want you to name a trophy after me. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a league win in here sometime? <laughs> you know? I think it would be great. Um, I think that... Uh, what were you on? What were you on? Remind me. Mine was uh, goalkeepers get shorter every time Mourinho moans. <laughs> oh, that's a, that was good. You've got to say. Although I like the tattoo. Oh, mine, mine was got his own name, Mark Tattenberg, and that's one of the points. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Brand, it's all about branding, Marcus baby. Pete, he's got me over the Quite line. Literally. Yeah. All about branding. So, Pete, you can't complain because yours literally would not be spoken. <laughs> yeah. So yours wasn't really an answer. Yeah. No. Oh, well. Right. Are we ready to talk about the FA Cup quarterfinals? Yeah. I think like, so, some sorry. some good news coming out there. It says that they kept a clean sheet against Lincoln. <laughs> And, uh, there's yeah. a lot of news stories saying that this is a great result for Arsenal and it was just what they needed. It was against Lincoln City, um, you mentalists! We could still get battered in the second leg. <laughs> That's very true, Jim, very true. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I know uh, Walcott had a, an effort, I think it was Walcott or somebody had an effort that, that nearly went in. It's a lovely save, by the way. It, it, didn't, was a, it didn't nearly go in, it was a brilliant save for the goalkeeper yeah, right, doing his actual job. <laughs> Forgive me, I, yeah. was just, I was trying to get up the other end <laughs> for that, that effort that the Imps had at nil-nil. Yeah. Yeah. At nil-nil, you thought to yourself... <laughs> It was just a bit behind him on the. He had to yeah, scoop it a bit. Yeah. It was a good effort. I don't think it was. I'm not saying for a second. Oh, you should have buried that because no. it was tricky to take. But that was the moment <laughs> where you thought. Oh. The killer. The killer for me was as soon because Lincoln applied themselves brilliantly in the first, especially yeah. the first half. Yeah, now, but did. the whole of the first half really. As soon as that fourth official put up the six minutes first half stoppage time, I thought they're in trouble here. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the, and it's, it's, it's a serious, semi serious point because. They're, they're everything in their power to get to 45 minutes to get to half time right? yeah, yeah. they probably think expecting one or two minutes which is what it always is mm-hmm. um, they get thrown six minutes up there even subconsciously that's a huge blow it for is. them yeah, yeah. huge blow especially with the way that, um, the Cowley brothers have them um, you know you know, thinking about games because they've said so many times in, in this run that they, they sort of break them into 10 minutes, don't they? So oh, sort of your game plan goes out the window. Have an extra six minutes on the end. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what do you think of that? Do you know that the Cowley brothers also, um, Danny Cowley's the manager, um, but apparently he's only the manager really in all but name. And him and Nicky Cowley, um, who's technically the assistant manager, uh, they run the club together. And, and mm. um, although Danny Cowley receives a, a larger salary, they split the salary 50 50. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're, they're very much a team of managers. Oh, that's so, so think of them as the, as the non league Roy Evans and Gerard Julio, if you yeah. like. If you oh, like. Cowley's yeah. for England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I wonder, where they, I wonder where they are now on those. It, in line to the throne. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd probably say if, if Gareth South, when Gareth Southgate gets the chop. Within about 18 Slash months. Slash is released. Yeah, in about 18 months. <laughs> I mean, the Cowleys, you, you've been storing them as seventh, eighth favourite players. <laughs> 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 in front the of Big is, Sam. The thing is, that it isn't that far away. That's oh, that's the trouble. They turn it down. Yeah, yeah. They, and they'd be wise <laughs> yeah. too. I'm excited to see what they get up to in the league. I mean, I'm hoping my beloved Portsmouth aren't in League Two next season, but if they are... Um, I'll obviously take a more vested interest in League Two, and Lincoln are probably going to be in League mm. Two next season. Um, it'll be it'll be fascinating to see how they get on the, yeah. <clears throat> with in 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 the in the realms of league football. That's right, yeah. Um, but they they were beaten five 0 of course, and I think that uh, Arsenal they just they just dragged them one way or the other. Yeah. Most of the just time they patient. had the sort of eight, seven or eight men in in the box, you know, Lincoln, and that was that was to be the case. But Wenger after the match, he was still reeling from the referee's uh, performance against Bayern. I mean, it was quite a heavy <laughs> defeat, wasn't it? But, the, but I mean, it's a bit Mark McGee, is it not? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, this is amazing. Wenger said that he accepted the first leg defeat, right? 5-1. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> and the, but the second one was ruined by the referee. <laughs> but yeah. the first one was 5-1. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I remember Wenger being under so much pressure. And I don't, I don't remember the last time Wenger wasn't under pressure at the same time. It's got that... <laughs> I, I, I look at him and I just think, you're not enjoying it. <laughs> you are not enjoying it. <laughs> Don't tell me for one second you're enjoying any yeah. part of this because you're not. Didn't he sit down mm. with the Cowleys for a good couple of hours after Apparently the uh, match? So, yeah. Um, and said, big... please get me out of it. Ask in there. <laughs> yeah, ask in there Release me like a big horrible pigeon. Have you heard of the reality show Wife Swap? <laughs> <laughs> would you be interested yeah. in Job Swap? How what. would you have set up against Biden? <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah. I've, I've run army stats. Yeah. I've run the possible uh, simulations that could have happened on that <laughs> what, night. What are the refs like in the yeah. non-league? If yeah. anything, that was a best-case scenario. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was nice, though, and, and Wenger had a nice smile for them at the end of the yeah. game. To be, to uh, you be, could see how much the, the Arsenal needed that win by the pure glee on the face of Aaron Ramsey as he walked the ball into the net. Yeah. Like the one for one for old times there, walking, actually walking it in. Wenger mm. seems to be quite taken by the, the, the non-league sides they've faced. Against Sutton, that, uh, you know, he seemed to 
to be... I can win. Um, so. uh, quite intri- <laughs> well, that's very true. Um, he seemed to be quite um, taken by the whole atmosphere and, and all the rest of it. And Arsenal gave Sutton United a bit of money, didn't they, yeah. or something for, for 50 some 50 grand, I think it was. Is that right? For some, you know, some pies or whatever. And uh, and then, and then uh, when they played uh, the Imps, uh, Wenger... I, th- I think his future lies in non-league football. Yeah, yeah maybe. I but think he he did say he's fascinating creatures. He says, "Yeah, <laughs> fascinating thought, creatures." Um, I thought to be absolutely fair for Link- to, to Lincoln. I mean, the BBC were reporting they had twenty-three percent possession, which is more than Burnley had against Liverpool yeah. when they beat them. More than Newcastle got at the weekend. Lincoln in the first half, they were they were superb. They were so organised and so tight. And you, you know, if you come to that game game cold, you. I don't think you'd think the golf was as big as it is. No, the that, problem for Lincoln is they just will have never faced a side. And, like and it's also it's also the, the fact that they went into the half time a goal down. They're unlucky to yeah. be a goal down. It's a killer for them. Danny Cowley said it was a, the second half was the longest half of football in his career, yeah. and he also it felt like Arsenal brought about fifteen players yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> because they, they they were obviously hugely hugely um, fitter and more athletic. Yeah. Um, they they dragged when yeah. clearly when you've not got the ball, it's a lot more tiring mm. to play football. Mm. So it just really caught up with them in the end. I, I, I think I mean, and also bear in mind, Lincoln I think have played forty eight games already this season, a lot of games. Well, then the Europa um, League, as yeah, well. and they've got the FA Trophy semi final. So I think they'll they'll go on to play something like sixty four games this season if they Bloody get to the final, which they probably will. No wonder they yeah. need two managers. Yeah. <laughs> two of everything. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think they can. I think it might be sixty-three. I think they can. I think they can technically play another fifteen games. I think what was, what was great for Lincoln though is obviously the cup, but uh, the fact is that they had some great scalps. They had a Premier League scalp away. Yeah. Away from home mm. on the day, and they got to play a, a great big glamorous stadium they against did. a big uh, side like Arsenal. Because had they been beaten away at Burnley, that's still brilliant. Don't get yeah. me wrong, flipping heck. Yeah. Um, but they got that big t- that big glamour tie. Yeah. Because yeah, we said good. to the, we said about them that away to Burnley was perhaps maybe not the one they wanted because you either sort of have a you know mill wall at home where you think oh, do you know we could we could maybe get through here, or you go right. Cards on the table were away at Stamford Bridge or the Emirates or Old Trafford yeah. or something it's like that. Just enjoy it, yeah. Right. I, I think they did enjoy it. And they got it. both. And I think Danny Kelly made a point afterwards of making the players enjoy the moment and they went and chatted to the, the 9,000 fans that made a trip, which is a great effort. Yeah. Um, a highlight for me, in a weird way, did anyone hear Lincoln, uh, did Jonathan Pierce's comments before the game? You know, you know sort of when. Um, Top level commentators do this patronising thing about non league players and the, the yeah. jobs they have and all that other stuff, yeah. right? Um, Jonathan Pierce clearly couldn't find a player because mm-hmm. I guess they're full time players at Lincoln, like I presume. Uh, he couldn't find um, a, a really patronising job to talk about. Mm-hmm. So he, he said this, and I, I promise you he said this. This is a direct quote. And whatever happens here this afternoon, Lincoln's Muldoon will be in a Pilates class with his mum on Thursday. <laughs> I, yes. yes so he got a bit that. of usable news, didn't they? He's not doing anything. That's so <laughs> very strange, isn't it? Why yeah. would he not go if they won? <laughs> <laughs> Forget you, mum. Whatever. I tell you something. He said to the people in the class, don't worry about it, you'll probably yep. see me on TV at the weekend. Whatever happens, I'll be here Thursday. <laughs> I've paid myself to the end of the month. <laughs> That's right. Although, if they'd have won, I think the piss-up would have gone on probably until the next yeah, week. Yeah, might have done. <laughs> um, and also, was deeply saddened in my heart to see uh, that man with his son and a Wexit banner. Yeah. Yes, Come on, but nice. no, no one's coming out of that with any credit. That they? was right near my old house. I was really was annoyed. It? It, was, it was actually on my street. Oh, would you expect him to pex it? No, they made it very clear that I needed to leave <laughs> North London. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't banners. <laughs> it, was, it was a torch. It was, it was yeah. a dawn raid. Got, <laughs> they, got, they burned down my house. They, got, they got tattoos of it, didn't they? <laughs> um, uh, what about Spurs? They beat Millwall 6-0. Even Janssen scored. Took them apart. <laughs> my goodness. Mm. Uh, hammering. Kane limped off. A little yeah. bit of a worry. That's yeah. a shame. What was, the, what was the update with that? Can and we the, get a Jonathan Pierce style update? Yeah, whatever happens, he's going to be, be at, um, he's going to be at Aqua Aerobics on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they're still waiting for the results of a scan. But he yeah. missed. It's the same ankle he missed seven weeks yeah. in September. Yeah, so, yeah. so he might like, not play again. There, well, there is talk that he could miss the season. But I mean, Son scored a hat trick in that game, and yep. he's the obvious one to come in. And he, he had a brilliant, brilliant spell while Kane was out the first time. So obviously they are going to miss Kane, but it's not like they don't have an able deputy. And they could, they could have had so many goals in that game. And I also want to spare, spare a thought for, for Vinnie Janssen because. Um, there's a lot of self-deprecating stuff from Spurs fans that meme that went around the Jurassic Park meme which is funny of him of him actually scoring and, and all that stuff but if you look at um, I remember when he signed for Spurs I, he was at RZ when he, when he moved and I remember so, there was a compilation video of him on YouTube with the goals he had scored for RZ you alright? <laughs> and, and, uh, Sorry. And, uh, Ow. And it's a compilation of the goals he scored for us. And if you watch that, it's probably still up. You can see why Pochettino wanted him. Yeah. Mm. He scores different types of goals. He's clearly a very confident forward in that division. And he, and he, 
I'm not saying he's as good as Harry Kane or he's particularly like Harry Kane necessarily even physically, but he can do what Harry Kane can do at that level. He scored different types of goals. So I could see why they, why they signed him. Clearly, it's been a, taken him a while to settle in. But maybe that, that goal from open play, which was a beautiful finish, by the mm, way, nice will, be, will be brilliant there for his confidence. There were some fantastic goals that weren't, weren't kind of... You wouldn't say that they... Um... Uh, it was to do with the gulf of class and with the two teams. The, the, the first goal from Sun, for example, was just, no one was saving that. It was a cracking oh, shot. Yeah, yeah I, I felt sorry for the goalkeeper. I mean, mm. he, what he, the last goal from Sun? Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, <laughs> all right. The, the Millwall goalkeeper had been under a lot of intense pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like he finally. It was like that the was end, his nam. It was like, it really? like the end of like a yeah. selection process. If I, if I let this one in, will you stop? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> 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 finally crumbled. Yeah, it was a nice way to, uh, for Sun to, to answer the, the nasty chants that were going on. Yeah, I, I mean that. that yeah, I, I do. I do agree with that to an extent. I don't think he should be relied upon. And have to to answer those. No, yeah. Oh, he had a shit game, so he deserved it. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> right, okay. yeah. You know what I mean. I do know what you mean. I, I think. Yes, yeah, no one likes to see it. I think also Millwall have had. Well, there was there was an individual in the game against Watford who was seen to be racially abusing Jerome Sinclair, um, and that's still being under investigation. But I think you know, the, the, the sickening thing about this one, particularly, was the fact that it was a, a larger group of people, yeah, yeah. and it was a chant rather than an individual attacking a player mm. on, on a one-to-one basis. So. I think sometimes players from that part of the world, uh, it, uh, that kind of racism isn't perhaps judged as being as harsh Agreed. as players yeah. with darker skin, for example. Agreed, wrong, wrongly so. Yeah. I agree, and I think it's absolutely wrong. And I think you know there, there is the power does exist to do something about it. I think when you have a, an individual one-on-one thing with the Jerome Sinclair incident, which has been investigated now, as I've said, it's far easier to, to pinpoint that guy with all the CCTV TVs around and, and punish him. But I think I do think, and I've said this before on this show a couple of years ago in response to something else, I forget which incident specifically, if you've got a large group doing it, I, I think it's perfectly acceptable to punish the entire club. I, th- I think you, yeah. you have to say to them, yeah. fans have to stay away. And, and then you have to collectively raise the consciousness and say, you're not going to go to the t- you're not going to go and watch your team because mm. a massive amount of you cannot be trusted to do anything, to do the right thing. And until that changes... We don't want to hear about mm. it. And the mm. FA, the, mm. the until, FA, until that problem becomes isolatable, like sort of say it was you or it was you, it was yeah. Steve in in Rob Z, whatever. Yeah, because it, it's a collective people. It's just, just just you know have to have closed door games. And, and yeah. I think they wouldn't do that though because they wouldn't want to sort of tarnish the image of the league more than they want to actually sort out the problem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think you got you got. It's a short term loss for a long term gain. Oh, I quite. I mean, I agree with that, but I think. I don't know if I trust the powers that be to actually deal with it with that much authority. Oh, you know, they get they, they get. I mean, the FA get decisions wrong all the time. We talked about it last week. Yeah. A different issue, but the Tyrone Mings thing. I personally think they got that wrong. But the fact that they get things wrong on more than one occasion and more often than not doesn't mean they don't have the power to make the right mm. decision. They just don't choose to do so. Mm. So, if, if and if they were going to choose to do it, would they choose their Premier product, the Premier League, or would they choose the the FA Cup to do anything about it? They probably wouldn't act but, if hey, they had the choice. On your on your earlier point about um, Far Eastern Asian players, um, perhaps it's not being perceived as being as serious I mean it's an interesting point and one that should be expanded on a little bit because we like as a, as, a, as a nation of football fans we like to sort of have the high ground here we like to talk on this show for example about the fact that oh Balotelli's been abused in Italy again and we're mm. very quick to say oh, he's been abused in France and we're very proud to say that he wasn't abused broadly when he was here in, in, in the Premier League and we should be very proud of that mm. I mean this is this is as bad we, we, we mm-hmm. shouldn't be getting comfortable with talking about you know judging different types of racism we should be saying all racism is, is deplorable and absolutely unacceptable and this is as bad as that and mm. we should hold our hands up but and that, say that's exactly what we are saying to be honest yeah, we, are, we, are, we are now yeah we are yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, no, a good it's strange point. Well, how, later. how different ways those, those are approached. But overall, uh, uh, it was, I mean, it was a fantastic performance. Let's talk, let's talk about the football. It was a fantastic performance by Spurs. They, they played in a great tempo, a high tempo. They could have scored so many goals. Mm. Uh, at home, they are, you know, probably, if, if not the best team in, in, in the country, they're certainly one of them. And um, the only been, of course, I now go to Wembley where they've had problems. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. Do you think that would give them an advantage, though, having played there three times already this season? Well, it won't be billed as a... No. It won't be billed... I mean, it may... Obviously, on the actual fixture list, it may be, depending on where they're drawn, but it won't be billed like the Champions League games where as a home fixture. Oh, no, of course not. So, yeah. they but, might be OK. But, but, yeah, yeah, do you want to go back in, the, back in the cupboard of snacks? <laughs> no. I'm going to say no if on that one. Yeah. Are going to perform any better? Probably not. You know when I embarrassed myself the other week saying that all pitches were the same size? And I had to caveat it by saying that some of the pitches aren't because you, the, stage, the stage are too old. Are you doubling down? Well, Spurs, no, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> some of the pitches are the same. I just size. want to say that you're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, pitches get snitches. A, a point has been made um, but that, that Spurs is, is one of those stadiums where they can't actually do the 105 by 68 and they're obviously going to do that in the new stadium, but Wembley very much is that. Right. So that might be why they've struggled at Wembley and it might also be why they've struggled um, and not performed 
to the very highest level at places like Anfield and, and Old Trafford. Are you, are you looking to um, suggest that they might not endure or enjoy the second greatest stadium migration in a couple of years' time? No, they, might, they might not. Um, <laughs> with a bigger pitch. What I'm trying to do, Pete, is confuse the listeners with, with science. <laughs> <laughs> so they get so caught up in that, like I have, time sort up in knots, so they won't bother getting in touch with me. Right, OK. Yeah, that's, that's very that's good. 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 Uh, Spurs are in the next round, as are Arsenal, yeah. as are one of the Manchester sides. Obviously, uh, Chelsea versus Manchester United hasn't uh, kicked off by the time that we've been recording, but Man City are through. The citizens, they look good. They always looked in control, mm. but despite this, Kranga was surprisingly positive afterwards, saying his players <laughs> played well, and even gave some praise to the crowd. Yeah, I didn't trust it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. as well. It's after the ding-dong he had with them earlier in the season, I maybe. think so, yeah. Maybe oh, it was we're sarcastic. Out. He's it's... a very grumpy man. Maybe he was so sarcastic, <laughs> no one could tell. Um, special <laughs> mention for <clears throat> Better the Week, uh, Better 365, Better the Week man, uh, Sam Cooper, whose who's bet essentially lasted yep. under two minutes. He lasted a, <laughs> he lasted a couple of minutes. It's a record. It's a, once, because Middlesbrough, I know they've scored a few more goals in the FA Cup, but generally, broadly speaking. Don't concede that wh- much. When they, sc- when they concede a goal, that's it. Yeah, yeah. it's done. Yeah. It's over. Uh, uh, Sam Cooper actually emailed in he says uh, he, he entitled a disgraced Sam Cooper says apologies about my bet of the week I didn't realise I hated charity so that's his apology <laughs> no, you know, I, I appreciate that because that's the equivalent of a player walking before they've seen the red <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Sam Cooper we do appreciate that now get out <laughs> that email coming at the three minutes after kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> it comes as a shock to us all Sam <laughs> yeah. this seat this hot seat is it, a very hot seat to be slowly walking towards his laptop it's like the um, it's like the throne in Game of Thrones yeah yeah. Full of like stabby knives and spiky swords. <laughs> stabby knives. Stabby knives. I'm glad you didn't write it. And spiky swords. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve Gibson, Barazona, is reportedly weighing up his options. Um, Karanka's side, they've they've won four league matches all season. They've scored 19 in 27 league matches. Mm. Admittedly, only four sides have conceded less than them. But when all said and done, they're now three points off safety. I know we've been talking about the cup here, but... The, the, the FA Cup sideshow, as some teams may see it as, is, is now gone. And the hard facts are not pretty reading for no, Middlesbrough. No. They've got to turn it around. They've got to start scoring goals. And there's only, what, 10 games left? They really they have to change fundamentally so much of what they're doing. And I just don't think they've got time to do it now. They could do with an A or a the difference, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't play. He didn't pick Downing or Bamford. And when but asked it, about this, Karanka said he'll only pick players who want to fight for the team. And you think, well, those yeah. two are, are attacking threats. But Wow, well, Bamford, I mean, yeah. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, Bamford is not an attacking threat in the Premier League. Has he ever scored no. a Premier League goal? Why, well, has he been given a proper chance? Yes. <laughs> At like three clubs. <laughs> I've got no wish to denigrate the guy, but you're, you're making me do it. Yeah. Um, well, you're too middle class here, is it? The overall, the overall point, I'm very middle class these days. Uh, the overall point is, uh, is that Middlesbrough, it's fine for Middlesbrough to not concede goals, but the, the sad reality is they're already in the relegation zone. Yeah. It's not, it's not a, an asset necessarily uh, in and of itself to not concede goals when you're already in trouble. That You need to score goals to get out of it. Yeah, you need to start mid-table well, before fans, you start doing fans that. fans that have never, ever chanted, you know, we only lose 1-0, do they? No. And so that's if, the... if you're Burnley and you're however many points off or Bournemouth and you've got a cushion and you never concede, you'd be pretty confident. you go, well, yeah, we, we don't score right. that many, but we don't really mm, concede, so right. we should be okay. Middlesbrough are bang in trouble and they have to try and start scoring goals. And I agree with what Jim said, and I just want to expand on it slightly by saying it's not that they don't score goals. They don't even set up to score goals. Yeah. They don't go out to score goals. And uh, it's very, very fanciful, I think, to imagine them starting to be able to learn how to do that now with however many, you know, a handful of games left in yeah. the season. They need Stewie Downing in there. And maybe Patty Bamford mm. for my I money. Well, I, mm. I would like to distance myself from that. But, but Man City that. looked very good, though. Much more like it from Pep's side. And you would... Ex- you would surely expect that next season that's the kind of performance we'll see more week in, week out from yeah. Manchester City. They, they, started off routine, like wasn't it? they started off like that in the season. I mean, they, they just dropped off after about 10 or 11 games, didn't mm, they? Yeah, I think they it's did. just, you know, again, like Guardiola's, you know, he's, he's been in leagues where there are fewer teams competing for, for that top spot. So it's going to take him a while to adjust to it, which maybe we didn't... Um, didn't um, anticipate so much when he first arrived here, but um, didn't take, didn't take um, Conte. Conte long, did it, Jim? No, no, no quite, absolutely. But um, you know, it's because Jose Mourinho gave him a little break from the Champions <laughs> League, isn't it? <laughs> That's the trick, isn't it? Take over from a side that have had the season before off. Well, they still, I mean, and they're, they're fresh. Man City still might win the Champions League. Yeah, I, I personally don't think they will, but it's not out of the question. No, I mean, you know, you look at the huge results Bayern and, and Barcelona had last week, and you sort of you know forget already about that uh, that massive win they had over Monaco. It's, Lovely, that's brilliantly poised. Yeah, what I struggled to Jim, say we're going to go for a break for your sake. Excited. While you're sitting at work punching them numbers into them boxes, why not head on over to the footballramble.com and have a gander? You'll find more highlights than a night at Crystals. 
Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's now time for emails with that man, Genton Scholar, Pete Donaldson. I'm glad you said man. <laughs> that man, that the, thing. The listeners sometimes need a reminder. Yeah, yeah. that <laughs> collection of atoms. What have you um, got for us this time, Pete? You've uh, got them ready. Tom, uh, I have got them ready for once. Uh, Tom says, uh, the highlight of the weekend, definitely for me, uh, was Mike Dean brightening up the game at the Riverside after, Bur- after Borough conceded after three minutes. Even better was noticing his van on the way out, parked in the players' enclosure. I can't help but feel this was Clattenburg until he decided to leave for Saudi Arabia. Keep the good work. Uh, Tom, and he's uh, given us a picture of Mike the, Dean's of got the a van. van. <laughs> like, Mike Dean's got a van. <laughs> Like can, a tour bus. We know it's a van because it's his van. Because look at that registration plate. The registration plate. Don't read it out. Don't read it out. It would be. It ends with ref. Yeah. Oh, you just read half of it out. No, that's fine. That's all right. That's fine. All but right. what I'm saying is that I mean, the referee's car used to be prime car parking material, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's just that's a come and have you go. You think you're hardy off? That but, is. Are we sure that's? Are we sure that's his car? Couldn't that just be the reg? It's ref, yeah. and it I'm starts it. with that. Yeah, I, I'm having yeah. that. Are you having that? Yeah, probably the ref. Or at right. least, at, at, at very least, uh, uh, Dino's that big time. He's thinking, oh, you want to keep the car or anything? I'm going to give you a massive target. Why, Come he, on. why has he got a van? What's, he, what's in why the van? He got, what's in the van, <laughs> Mike? <laughs> what's in the van, Mike? That's where he loads keeps, of whistles and where he keeps all his, spray. <laughs> he keeps all his decisions. Um, he, in my mind, he's got like a string bag for the footballs and some cones and stuff. But he doesn't need those. He's a Premier League ref. What's he building in there? Never forget your roots. That's right. It's in your that's mind, it though, isn't it? Yeah. So, it's not his fault. Pizza remember, he does Uber in the, on the days off. Yeah, maybe he does. That's, that's a good one, that one. That's an Uber X. Uber pool. Uber pool. <laughs> um, uh, well, we've had a couple of emails about uh, something you're probably going to go on to uh, with uh, King Kazoo. Yeah. I won't mention that now. Uh, but uh, one thing that a lot of people got involved uh, with is those amazing scenes from the American Tundra. The, uh, oh, the Minnesota. The uh, Major League Soccer match involving Minnesota United oh, Football yeah. Club. It was their debut and they got battered, didn't they? Whew, well, they're playing against Atlanta United, a slightly warmer climb, you'd imagine, but in, in Typical Minnesota fashion. A spell of nice weather was in, in, interpreted. Interpreted. It was changed a few days ago uh, by a massive cold front. Heavy snow began falling an hour before the match. The temperature at kickoff was uh, minus seven Celsius, yeah. and snow continued right throughout the match. Player was stopped to allow the snowblower wielding grounds crew to uh, clear the uh, clear the lines off the field. Which yeah. is incredible. I mean, we looked at that. And I thought, well, we played football in really, really cold temperatures and with snow on the pitch. We certainly did in the 70s with the orange balls and stuff like that. Yeah. Nowadays... These, these days, it's more to do with the fact that the surrounding area of the stadium is dangerous, mm-hmm. not the pitch itself, because mm. they're so modern. But Minnesota's got um, <clears throat> a track record on that. There was a game, Minnesota Vikings, last NFL season, maybe the season before, um, where it was it was something preposterous, like minus 30. <laughs> and there were still fans in the stadium. And they, <laughs> yeah. and they still played. I mean, to be fair, they're built for that, though, aren't they? I mean, they're kind minus of... Minus 30. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to that's say. What, Prince, what, what did Prince say about Minnesota? He said uh, he did. He did he, that's where his uh, gaff was, wasn't it, Prince? Yeah. He said that uh, the cold weather keeps the bad guys out. Oh, okay. It was a lovely little I, quote I about like to see A YouTube uh, football round YouTube video of you sitting in the same place for an hour and a half in minus thirty. Yeah. I'd wear appropriate clothing. I'd bring you a hot dog once a half. All right, that's a right. Shake on that now. Good. Right, <laughs> far away, Peter. All right. Well, let, let me, I'm just recovering from the last email, Rudy. Rudy boy. Uh, finally, for now, uh, Scott Collins says I'm from Hartlepool, like Pete. However, I live in Seton Carew now. Posh here. It's not posh. Uh, anyway, I caught some of the Juventus AC Milan match on Friday oh, in yeah. Italy. They have mascots of the players, ten-year-olds dressed in replica, replica kits, which is amazing. And uh, they also have them for the officials as well. And the kid who replicated the ref looked. Like the Milky Bar Kid minus the cowboy hat and the waistcoat obviously I remember kids being at school uh, being mascots at uh, Hartlepool United they were Monday heroes in the schoolyard which I don't remember from my uh, time in Hartlepool um, Is this you emailing it? <laughs> no it's uh, <laughs> a man called Scott past, Colin yeah. Yeah. Pete but, by the way speaking of that where, where's it, where does this guy live now? Seaton Crew is that, any, is that any nice any good? Well, it's, it's nicer yeah, The reason I bring it up is because you mentioned that, that nightclub Tall Trees in Yarm in Yarm yeah, yeah they burnt down apparently Oh did it? It's completely burned to the ground oh, The tallest trees will attract the lightning no one was hurt. There Tree was no trunks. foul play involved, but it burnt down. Um, so it's no longer an option for yeah. you on a night out uh, trying to find some ramble listeners to hang out with. It was a bit of a schlep anyway, to was be it? honest. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A sympathetic point of view. Yeah. Indeed, yes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Is that nicer than Yarm, Seat and Carew? Is that what it's called? Yarm's definitely better than Seat and Carew. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. So carry on, gentlemen. We, we done with the show. We're, We're done. Don't want to rush you. You're done. <laughs> I've got a couple more. Do you want me to put a couple more in? Let's no. Have, let's have one more. Let's have one more. <laughs> yeah, All right. There we go. This is what you did. Now we're here for hearing from John from Tianjin. All right. Oh, oh good. All right. How's that made it in? I started listening because there was a man from sitting crew and Marcus was rushing me. Uh, I started listening to your show last year on the advice of my cousin. Don't blame your cousin. <laughs> That's yeah. how this all started. I'm not, I'm not to your own mistake. Yeah. I've been English. I've been English in Tianjin. I've been teaching English in Tianjin and presumably English as well, China for the past couple of years. And although you probably think this is ironic, the ramble helps me keep sane amidst the madness. Uh, I thought I'd share this little anecdote about my time here last year. A lot of students asked me which football team I support. I support Burnley, but I got tired mm. of constantly explaining who Burnley are and nobody understood. For some reason, I eventually settled on saying I supported Arsenal because I kind of sort of like Arsene Wenger a little bit. This year, because Burnley are in the Premier League, uh, I haven't had the need to constantly explain who they are. So I actually tell the truth now if people ask which team I support. I'd almost forgotten I'd said that I supported Arsenal until a boy in my class gave me an Arsenal-themed tea mug on Teacher's Day. Oh, that's nice. I've got a limited amount of luggage space to bring stuff back to the UK, so it probably won't make the cut. So I'll never come home. <laughs> so never can, go on. So can yeah. Pete, can yeah. you come over here and take some <laughs> stuff back for <laughs> yeah. 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 Personally, Mel has mm. made it into the right I, I, used to, I used to put Bunny, but it was too hard. So I now support <laughs> Arsenal. Pathetic. I like that you've picked out an email with an unhappy ending. Yeah. It's very yeah. Pete. A, a sad child. Yeah. Good <laughs> for your brand, that. Because you're a pessimistic person. Do you want to hear a final quick one? Do you want, to, uh, do you want a bit of a right to reply from one of the listeners from yeah. something you said last week, Lukey Moore? Uh, no. <laughs> Luke, Luke, this Jim, is why I rush him. Yeah. Jim Lawrence uh, says, uh, just a quick thought on the Tyrone Mings suspension. Ah. He may not have deliberately stamped on Zlatan, uh, but he did deliberately choose to attempt to hurdle two players, uh, Rooney and Zlatan, lying on the floor in front of him. He's going to hit one of them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That constitutes dangerous and reckless play as there was a risk he would land on one of them. He could have chosen to go around them. Trying to get the ball is not an excuse, deliberate or uh, or not, he did stand on his head. It's like the, trying to overtake a cyclist through a narrow gap and knocking him off. He didn't intend to knock him off his bike, but he's still lying in a tangled heap on the side of the road. That's an image. That's an image. I don't agree with it either, Luke. I don't accept the analogy. <laughs> and I also think if that's the case, the disconnect there for me then is the fact that he was charged with violent conduct. I mean, if the, to use his cyclist analogy, you don't get... Fine, it's a tragedy what happened to the cyclist. It might be partly your fault or whatever, but you don't get charged for murder for that. Mm. You get a different You get a different charge. It would be reckless so, so play, wouldn't it, or something? My, my, yeah. the, the, the underpinning to my point about Torren Mings was that he was charged with violent conduct, which was wrong, which mm. enabled them to get the five-game ban out of the, out of the bag. So that's my point still stands. I don't email back in. <laughs> because, let's be honest. No one wants to hear about this over and yeah. over again. The point is, the point is made. I just think it's nice to chuck them in every now and again. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, we've we've talked enough about Mings the Merciless. Yeah. I've right. got a few more bonus to bit with listeners later in the highlights of the week. Right, right. that's, that's what, what I'm looking forward to. Before then, we must talk about the Premier League and a great <laughs> win for Hull City. Yeah, it was a big win for Silver, who is doing a good job, gentlemen. Yeah. Turns <laughs> out. Um, uh, all, now, I, all I merely said last week or earlier. Yeah, it was last week. Jim it, said it as well. You're not on your own. Is that is that for all the praise he was getting and for all I mean, I appreciate their home record is good. They were still right bang in relegation trouble. Yeah, they hadn't made the move out of the relegation zone as Swansea had at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Marcus, Marcus Silva has proved himself to be an astute and, and very, very talented coach. Um, however, I, I, I still feel like it may not be enough. That was my point. True, mm-hmm. but it was a big win. and uh, Really that, big win for them. That tactical switch of bringing Niasse on when he mm-hmm. got a nice double was, was lovely. What a one-two. For the goal, normally one yeah. twos are quite jinky affairs on the edge of the box. That was a, it was a very long one two, yeah. if you know what I mean. You don't see those as often, do you? Yeah, it no. was absolutely glorious. And he took the second goal very well too. Mm, I'm Lorente got a dead leg and Fabianski got winded in that game. All very playground. Too old school. Too old school. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit yeah. playground rules, isn't it? Um, according to the BBC, no team has ever stayed up after conceding over sixty goals at this stage of a league campaign. Swansea have conceded sixty-one. Mm. Right surely after Leicester last season, so stats go out the window. So Peter, I hate stats, stats are here to stay, mate. <laughs> Deal I, with it. I, I think. Um, I mean, that doesn't really mean anything in, 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 in terms of this season, though. No. <clears throat> they, they, to me, Swansea don't know that they're going to be relegated. No, uh, <clears throat> well, not, I mean, but that, was, that is a, a bad loss for them. I mean, but I'd still agree with you, but Hull have played an extra game than some of the teams down there. But it's, it's a big statement. I mean, three points separate uh, 18th and 15th now. Yeah. So uh, it, was, it was vital for Hull that they won that game, because yeah. if they lost, then that, that gap obviously would have been far mm. greater. Also, with, with a game like that, you know, it's all right taking points off a team you're not really competing with, but it's as much about reining another team back in as it is as pushing yourself up, because yeah. someone has to, someone's got to take your place down there, basically, haven't they? Mm. Can true. I just go back to the Lorente dead leg thing? Because um, my, uh, probably my highlight of the whole weekend was um, Leroy Fur just 
immediately knocking it long for him to chase. It's just <laughs> out of order. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Look, do your doggies or get <laughs> off. <laughs> You've either recovered or you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me, I quite enjoyed um, uh, Mawson. Yeah, Alfie Mawson. Yeah, Alfie, Alfie Mawson's header. Sorry, yeah. his header. As, as soon as it left his head, he was running back. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. It, was it, was, it was like he does that all the time. But, but, he did, <laughs> but he didn't speed the game up in any way because he didn't go and get the ball. Yeah. <laughs> the ball still has to go back to the centre circle. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was, yeah. There was such good will behind it, but it was just poorly executed. I think he looks like a good, good player, Will. So yeah. he's pretty no-nonsense. Pops not, up with the old goal. He's not too shabby. It was a huge win as well for Bournemouth and Eddie Howe. What a game that was. That was mm. a brilliant game. That really Swansea was. got Bournemouth next as well. That'd be, right. that'd be interesting. Um, uh, Bournemouth's first win in ten matches, and they, they really wanted it, Bournemouth. I know that yeah. sounds a pretty obvious thing to say, but as, as the game went on, it, it sort of seemed, if you will, that it was always Bournemouth to win. It was just a question of whether they could get over the line. West, I know West Ham led early on, but just as it developed, the fact they missed two penalties as well. Two yeah. of the worst penalties of the season. Absolutely abysmal. Yeah. It was extraordinary, but um, Josh King got himself a hat-trick as he well. He did, despite missing that first penalty. The second penalty was so bad that Darren Randolph held it. Yeah. Like, how often do you see yeah, that? Mm. If, if, as far as I'm concerned, if... If a goalkeeper can keep hold of your penalty, yeah. it is. You should never not, take one again. And it's not a dink. No, quite. Yeah, yeah. but that, that, that <laughs> would be terrible I, as well. But yeah, of course. Well, a dink penalty. It's hard to think of what's worse at those two penalties because clearly the cardinal sin is not hitting the target. Yeah, but the, the goalkeeper now to catch your penalty is, is fairly poor stuff. <laughs> yeah, because I know what you mean. Because, because they so rarely catch anything nowadays. Yeah, well, it's always right. a parry, isn't it? You, you've, oh, old school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. Sound like my dad. <laughs> Goalkeepers don't catch the ball anymore. Oh, I saw a player from Korea on the field. <laughs> Madness! <laughs> These continentals coming over here, not catching the ball. Uh, but I know what you mean by the penalty because you've obviously you've got to hit the target. Because if you don't hit the target, then you're not going to yeah. go in. However, a penalty that say smashed against the crossbar it seems like a better effort that one is tamely hit to the keeper yeah, who holds yeah. it. If you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I mean, Bournemouth. You're right. What, what you said that it was vital for their momentum to turn this around. They knew they clearly targeted this game. They knew that they could mm. beat West Ham on their own patch mm. uh, on Bournemouth's own patch. That was. I, I thought. I thought King may have been offside for a second guy. I only saw it once, but it looked pretty close to me. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I'd be, I'd be happy to defer to someone who saw it more than once, but to me, it looked very, very marginal. I mm. watched the highlights of that game and I thought, well, we've had a few goals, but still not as many as like the Barcelona. Match or the FA Cup matches. Turn it off. Turn it off. Yeah. Instantly turn it off. <laughs> did, did you know um, Wilshire didn't start that game, did he? No. He's, mm. he's, he's a funny, um, funny situation. He's what is he? Twenty five now, mm-hmm. and he's out of contract with Arsenal in the summer, and now he's not starting for games Bournemouth. for Bournemouth. Yeah. I mean, that seems. Was he, he looked good though. So yeah, well, he, he set up his... the winner, didn't he? Or he had a. I don't know if he set yeah. it up directly, but he had a big part. But like he looked good at the start of his Bournemouth career, oh, yeah, effectively did, when, yeah. he, when, yeah. he came, when he came off. There was there was an interesting. He wasn't coming back from injury. I just say that because it's Wilshire. No, no, no. He's not injuries. He's just not been. He, he just wasn't picked. He'll get a deal somewhere oh, he decent no, as well. That's the annoying thing. He will. He'll the, go to Everton or something. That's not a point I'm making. That's West Ham, maybe. Yeah, but he's a mm. good player. The point I'm making is that this is a guy who had the world at his feet and who everyone, uh, that, that famous game in the Champions League against Barcelona, where he admittedly played really well. Um, it just seems like a weird situation for him mm. to be in. Yeah. Um, and I, I think. He should be the linchpin of that side. At 25, um, not really knowing where he's going to be in the summer is, mm. is, is a very, very strange situation. It'd be interesting to see what happens with, with Wenger as well, not to bang on about Arsenal too much, but if he goes in the summer, will, will a new man want to take a chance on Wilshire? I, I, or would I don't, want to go? I don't think Wilshire will play for Arsenal again. I um, am inclined to agree, but I think part of it will depend on who comes in. But anyway, mm. shut up, Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, and back to Bournemouth, you know, it was a, it was a vital win, as I say, they'd gone on a, a big streak of, of, of not doing very well at all um, and the fact that Hull moves up to 27 points Bournemouth moving up to 30 was important because mm. they would have been just three points off the relegation zone mm. you know, it's, it's, it's funny isn't it because I thought I think a few weeks ago I said yeah Bournemouth are absolutely fine you think, oh, hang on. I mean, six points is obviously quite big now, so that was how, how vital that win is. But it's that stage of the season where you start looking, going, oh, blimey, they're not that far away. But you, you got to remember, you say six points, like that's only two wins, which it is. But in the context of the relegation fight, we oh, no, it's, we, it's we, big. we crunched a few numbers last week saying if Hull win, won those winnable home games they had, of which Swansea was one, I think they would end up with thirty-three points or something, mm. which is which is probably not going to be enough to stay in the yeah, Premier League yeah. if, you, if you say oh, a team is only six points off relegation well the team's third bottom is, I haven't got the table in front of me but it's prob- probably racking up less than a point a game yeah, so it's course. going to take them seven games to get there yeah. and yeah. that's assuming that Bournemouth don't win any more points in that period at all so it is mm. a bigger gap than it perhaps looks like it is It is. Um, Liverpool beat Burnley 2-1 Burnley led 1-0 but uh, it's, Liverpool... a, it's, a, it's a massive win for Liverpool yeah, but I was about to say that the character of the side I know they were hanging on a little bit at the end but how many times have we seen Liverpool draw or even lose yeah. these games? We know they're good against the big sides, um, but against a, a very stubborn Burnley team to get that win, they go, they go, they went a goal down as well. Yeah. And, and um, 
this is this is a nightmare. I said this before the game, and I, I maintain it now. That's a nightmare game for Liverpool. The, mm. the current Liverpool team we're watching, that's a nightmare game for mm. them. It is, and they did well to come out the other side of that. It yes. really did. Back to back win for them. Back to back wins rather for them as well, which is really important for the, for the first time this yeah. year. A couple of wins, you know, they're, they're they're in fourth spot. They're five points um, ahead of Arsenal, who are in yeah. fifth. Arsenal do have two games in hand. Yeah, but. To be honest, the way Arsenal were playing, you'd rather have the five points. Oh, for sure. I think Absolutely. you'd always rather have the points on the board. I, I, I don't. Th- I can't think of a situation where you wouldn't rather have the points. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, Liverpool—they're one point behind Spurs and Messi. You do have a game in hand on, on Liverpool, but actually, you know, it's funny—a couple of wins, uh, and suddenly yeah. things can change. Go right up there. And momentum's such a huge thing, especially at this point of the season. Um, but going to Burnley, though, I mean, they—they they fought hard. It wasn't like they just dug in and, and lay down after um, you know after um, Liverpool went two-one up. But you just got to look at them and think, like, do they do they believe? They can win away because this is clearly becoming an albatross for them now. Like after you know, it's the narrative around every single game before it and after it, and you wonder if that's just in the players' heads. Well, I would say, I, would say, I know what you mean, Jim, but this game was different because they did go ahead, and then when they went two one down, they had a couple of moments, and Liverpool were hanging and on. Was Liverpool's equaliser? It was very fortunate. I mean, it bounced off. Um, it was a bit a player, and it Chan felt, with a nice one. Felt though. Mm. Down the speed. Well, well, Chan's an interesting player because to me, he doesn't look like a player who can carry a midfield on his own. No, and but he. He's handy. But he played very well uh, against Burnley. Mm. I thought he's, he was He's excellent. had a bit of criticism, I think, from Liverpool fans, hasn't he? So it's nice for him to get the winner. He's play, been played around a bit, though, yeah. in, in, in terms of positions. So it's sometimes it's quite hard I if you're then asked to, to do certain different jobs. Coutinho looks like he's struggling a bit for form as well at the moment. Mm. He had a really, really good first half of the season. Second half of the season, he looks like he's, he's struggling a bit. Yeah, there we are. Um, we're going to talk about the, uh, the Championship and a few more other things after this. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Linvoy Primus and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Hi, I'm Linvoy Primus and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Sit back down. <laughs> Sit back down. We're talking about the championship, but before we do, don't forget the preview show sponsored by Bet365 is out this Friday. As we said before, our better of the week. Sam Cooper. He's, yeah. he, he didn't last very long <clears throat> at all, no. poor old Sam. He knows what he's done. Yeah. He knows what he's done. <laughs> get out of the bet seat. All I'm saying is they're very keen to get the email in the inbox for better of the week. Mm. And you never hear from him again. But to be fair to Sam, he fronted up this time, so let's see who, who, who turns up this That's week. Fair. He left with his he left with his honour, at least. Yeah. Somewhat. Well, sort of. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Fulham, Mid- left, Mid- Fulham left with their honour at Newcastle. Yeah. And with your honour, Pete. Hey, yeah. You having that one, Donaldson? Oh, a de- lot of spit all over the back Pete, of the chair. They defiled you. I spent most of the first half trying to figure out what the percentage of player was. Peter. Goodness me. That. Peter, we can both agree that my prediction before the game was wrong, wasn't it? What, what do you mean? What's this about? It was wrong because what? I said Fulham will pass Newcastle to death and win 2-1. That was and on a private WhatsApp 
group. Which is, and if we what? add some of the other things you said on that private WhatsApp group, <laughs> you'd, get a round you'd, of been, you'd been in a lot of trouble, sunshine. And people would say, oh. where can I vote for? Yes, very much down a political sphere. Marcus, you are not telling it like it is. I don't know how many times we have to tell you. It's not what everyone thinks, but he's afraid to say. to publish my records, my friend. I feel that you may not be in the same boat. Your tax returns. Yep, the first league defeat in ten for Newcastle. So lovely, I went for Fulham. Fulham yeah. were bloody brilliant. Fulham are fantastic <laughs> at the moment. And, and, uh, uh, I'm not even going to pretend anymore. They passed your castle. Donaldson. There we go. <laughs> All it takes is a little bit of Donaldson <laughs> speller rivalry, and what? out it comes. I love it. For this, are you? <laughs> I love it. Um, Actually, it's better than the podcast, all right? Yeah. We'll still be top come, come the end of the season. The, oh, wand, big of, the wand of Tom Kearney was, was being waved about the Sports yeah. Direct Arena. Well, at the time, that was kind of, you'd say, probably against the run of play, but they certainly, uh, after that, they just absolutely <laughs> murdered us. It was us. like a 25-yarder in the yeah. top. Oh, it was, yeah. yeah. Against, against the run of play. It was still against the run of play, Marcus. It was incredible. That's two, two 25 yards. Hey, don't worry, Marcus. He'll be in Newcastle next season when we're in the Premier League. Really? <laughs> right. I think he is I a target. That's the problem, though, um, for for a player like Kearney and and Fulham. Really, the way Fulham plays, it, they are superb. They really mm. are possession wise. They had over seventy percent possession. Well, against I saw Leeds. the reverse of that fixture at mm. Fulham at Crimmer Cottage, mm. and uh, Newcastle played terribly. Newcastle played even worse in this fixture, mm. but they didn't need to play that bad. They were they no, were right. irresistible. You kind of just got them well drilled. For I'm them, not. Yeah. I'm someone who's seen an awful lot of Newcastle this season, but I saw a decent proportion of that game. I just thought, I don't know what the fuss is about with Newcastle. How, how is this... T- that, that's, that was, I mean, that, that was, that's how good Fulham are. Some of the, some of the, I mean, what I would say is that Anita had an off day at the same time as a couple of other midfield players as well. well and when everyone's having an off day, when Shelby's just janking balls out for oh, corners and throws and stuff like that, I just I just think, well, well you're I, having an off day, aren't you? I, I, I say on this show, Anthony Knockout is the best player in the Championship and he was brilliant again at the weekend. Yeah. Mm. And then you all come back to me with John Joe Shelby and he has stunk the place out of the Well, weekend. I'm saying Tom Kearney now. Oh, really? You're Kearney. changing oh, okay. Finally! I think knock, I think I, I agree with Luke. Knockout is is no, the best knock, player in the league. No, Knockout is brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Um, and you, you're probably right. saying he's the best player in the league. Um, Kenny's finally got a call up for Scotland. Um, how he's been, well, I say how he's been overlooked. I understand he's been in the championship and Fulham's. You know, plight has been slightly different, and this is fairly recent that uh, Jukanovic has got them play. But the, the trouble is for, for a side like Fulham. See, against Leeds, admittedly Leeds went ahead one 0 They didn't have their their best forward on on the show because I was down at the cottage for that game, but. Fulham were just Gary Monk said oh, to be honest it was a point against the really good side you know and, and that's a side who have been in the playoffs they're, they're higher than Fulham they have been higher than Fulham all season you know and um, you know Benita said you know Fulham were very good blah 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 blah. there's a lot of chat there but the thing is for Fulham the trouble is if Fulham did go up they'd never be able to play like that in the no, Premier League no, they'd, they'd have to sign lot, well, they'd have to it, sign players they'd have to go robust and to be honest it just wouldn't be as enjoyable but that's nothing new is it I mean when Leicester went up they, they went up playing a brilliant attacking football and the same was true of Bournemouth and Watford in the year that they mm. went up Like it's, it's, it's just part of it isn't it no but I think it, I know what you mean but with the attacking football you, you still have a certain types of players I think with Fulham the way they pass it around You'd you'd have to have like a really big rethink on on, mm. on how to structure and someone like Tom Kearney, who's a lovely number ten in the Championship. You go up to the Premier League, you know, maybe you don't have the space. Well, you'd need two really good solid defensive. You, just, you don't know, you don't know how good these players are until they they get a chance. But there's a, yeah. lot, there's a big example, lot of examples of players coming up for the leagues these days. A lot of those Bournemouth players, well, yeah. Bournemouth themselves are a great example. Andre well, Gray's played that level. Yeah, okay. He's played a lot of different levels. You know, Jamie Vardy famously. I mean, Playing play like, play like that is work rate, isn't it, Luke? Really. I mean, it, 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 what, it, yeah. what kind of if you're just p- passing triangles, you need to be showing, you need to be showing for mm. other players. And the problem that Newcastle had at the weekend is that um, p- players were panicking and janking balls out that they wouldn't usually do, simply because they wouldn't see the ball for yeah. another five minutes if they lost the ball. Yeah. So they were just worried about losing the ball effectively. It's, so I mean, it's worth remembering Tom Davis played number ten for Everton this weekend. Mm. How old? Yeah, is he? fair, fair. How fair. old is he? You mm. know, well, Kenny, I think honestly, Kenny's a superb player. He really, really is, and Sessegnon as well. I mean. Yeah. He won't be there very much. Uh, Sixteen years old. It's, it's hard to, to remember many sixteen-year-olds that have had that kind of impact. I mean, if you go back to Wayne Rooney, but like very few people players at that at that tender age when you're basically still a sperm, like, just playing that well. <laughs> compared to what? Compared to the old man in this studio, anyway. Oh dear. Uh, Brighton beat Derby three 0 Derby sat McLaren again. Yeah, that was um, a weird one. 
Yeah, the club <laughs> statement was quite damning, saying that this was due to persistent decline in results, team unity and morale. I mean, they've been pretty comprehensive. I think they live in a dream world. They, they, I think, they, yeah. They've had six managers in four years. When McLaren took over, I think they were 19th. Yeah. Mm. Wasn't um, his remit, the, the, their stated remit for him to just, you know, keep them safe in the championship this season? Well, well Which he's clearly done. If it was, and it's nonsense, because they, they, they went on a good run, they, they flirted with the idea of the playoffs, they're not going to make that now. But when he took over the club, I mean, I, I don't watch Derby every week, and I'm sure there are mm-hmm. Derby fans out there who maybe agree with it, you know, I don't know. But to me, they, they're so trigger-happy at that, that club at the moment. They want promotion almost too much. I mean, it's talk yeah, of yeah. Gary Rowett talking to them now, which would be mm. a great move for them. But not, it's not been a great move if he lasts nine months. Yeah. Because they don't, they, they're not top of the league in, in September, you know. Mm. Someone suggested pards on Twitter earlier. <laughs> well, they're in, they're in advanced talk with Gary Rowett, so I think, I think that's who, they, who's gonna, who they're yeah, going to yeah. for. Should we go to League Two? Yeah. Let's go to League Two, because the Pombie boys won 4-0 on the road, cementing their place in third, an automatic promotion spot... Ten games to go in a four-point cushion, Luke. They're, I mean, they're already well, in, in League One, aren't they? They've only got a four-point cushion because I think Luton have got... Although I just said I'd rather have the points on the board, which I would. <laughs> Luton have got a game in hand, so I think if Luton win their game in hand, it'd only be two Reversing points. up the Pompey but, Highway. But <laughs> take the slip rod off and they're going It's a two-way way. highway. I just thought yeah. it was one way. Well, you never know. So, sometimes the portal remains open. They've mounted the central reservation. We might be coming yeah. to, to the form at the right time, I think. Possibly. But a 4-0 win away from home is, is a, obviously <sighs> a big result in anyone's language. There's a flicker of there's yeah. a flicker of hope in hubris. those eyes. We haven't seen I'm going to go hubris. <laughs> tempered he is. They're playing tomorrow night, so yeah. trust me, it won't last long. <laughs> well, if, you, if you think he sounds boiled by that, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the Scottish Premiership. Well, before we go there, can we mention oh. that Sean Ramey always scored for uh, not scouting against Hartlepool? He we did, can, yeah. Breaking yeah. Hartlepool in hearts. Yeah. Oh. That was in the hearts of the week. Well, oh. well, well, all right then. Yeah. Right. Forget <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, Forget what just happened. Yeah. We'll do the men in black beeper thing. <laughs> and then we'll move on to the Scottish Premiership, where mm. Luke's mate Clint Hill denied Celtic an 18th straight win in the old firm derby. Yeah, big, oh. big news. I mean, the real news here is I'll text Clint Hill and he actually replied. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> who dis new phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are dis new phone? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, it's, it's Luke Moore. No, no, not, not the footballer. Not, not, not the footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. sure? Because if yeah. you got him on WhatsApp, he would have seen your face. Yeah, he did. I did have him on WhatsApp. It's fine. He, I did said you? to him, "What are you doing that far up the pitch?" He said, "I've always had the poacher's instinct." Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and he nearly gave away a penalty after that. Yeah, didn't I know. Exactly. And you instantly dick picked him. He's about, he's about, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you promised you would turn to one. is doing it. It's happening. You promised me. Yeah, maybe. Is that Luke Moore? Oh, it is Luke Moore. Yeah. My WhatsApp profile picks a dick pic anyway. I thought Rangers I mean it was a boring game as far as Rangers knew they couldn't match Celtics they just mm. went to spoil and they, and they did a good job of that mm, yeah. I have to say well, they, yeah, well they remember last time they went there was it 5-1 yeah it was, a, it was a great effort for them to get a one all draw at Celtics. Was, yeah. was, what was um, Celtic's league record going to that game it was one twenty six drawn one wasn't it yeah, everyone was expecting yeah, a big big score well, I, yeah, I think was it you Marcus who was saying that you, th- you thought Celtic were probably going to try and go for the record and really stick the boot in but well, I think it, it didn't pan out that way he was trying to he was, it was actually me, but Marcus can have right. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheers. It was a wrong one from Luke, so I'll take the blame. Did you see the ball girl? No. Um, the, the ball girl, as, as, the, as the Clint Hill scored the goal, she um, she had some choice words for him. Oh, is that oh, right? Which were the two worst ones. Okay. <laughs> in, in, in which order? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the usual order. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, Rogers wasn't happy because he said uh, to Clint Hill, he was asking about the penalty, and Clint Hill said, yeah, I, I got away with that one. Rogers was fuming in the, in the yeah. press conference. Oh, I love that. But Rogers, Rogers, and Pard was there, wasn't he? So him and Rogers would be out on the, on the lash. Was Pard there? Yeah, yeah, yeah Pard was yeah. there as a guest of Brendan Rogers. Oh, yeah. presumably right. putting all that yeah. Rangers talk to Ben. <laughs> Superb. Do you see? Um, how, how did you pronounce the new Rangers manager's name? Pedro Cachina. 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 Yeah, yeah. We'll, go, we'll go with that. Forgive me if that's wrong. He, he's new man in charge of Rangers. Of course, he's come in immediately. Said, "Well, Rangers are the biggest club in Scotland." Yeah. I mean, just that's part of it, though, isn't it? It's I mean, basically a cue card he's been given yeah. and reads yeah. off of that. He, his agent <laughs> is Pedro Mendes. Obviously, played for Rangers. Right. Did, did you see? Oh, right, yeah. Did you see Pedro Mendes in the crowd? He looks a million dollars. Does he? Yeah, he yeah, looks yeah. a million. Do- he he looks like. Um, a very very handsome uh, restaurateur. That's what yeah, he looks okay. like. I like that. You went into a top end restaurant. I tell you to what, to see him there. If, fo- if football had the same rules as, as as hockey, you know, you bring someone on for a penalty corner or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mendes with that that peg of that his. wand. Yeah, yeah. He also the good thing about Mendes is he, clearly he had long hair for a good mm. good part of his of his of his, uh, of his life. <laughs> he's not he's not afraid to make a decision. He's he's cut, had it cut short now. Yeah. He's not mm. going to be sticking to that Jerry Francis style when he's sixty. No. He's made. Oh, his, he'll never look like Jerry Francis. Well, that'll be. 
be a great comfort to him, I'm sure. <laughs> but he, all I'm saying is he's had his hair cut, he looks even better. There you are. There we are. That's something you repeat into a mirror, isn't it? I'll yeah. never look like Jerry Francis. <laughs> I'll never look like Jerry Francis. Something you don't have the luxury of. <laughs> I've only got the airline. I just yeah. don't have the um, girth, let's say. No. Oh, man. Um, oh, no, that's not true. No. Well, yeah. before the highlights of the week, let's go to Japan, because everybody's yes. favourite... Sorry, see you later, lads. <laughs> <laughs> and off he goes. Um, back to the scene of the crimes. Um, everyone's favourite 50-year-old player, Kazuyoshi Miura, a.k.a. King Kazu scored mm. for Yokohama, thus taking Sir Stanley Matthews' record. Matthews set the record in 1965 yeah. at the age of 50 years and five days, and Kazu uh, is, is 50 years and 14 days. Uh, we should say it was the only goal of the game. Yeah, nice. it wasn't. The, it wasn't the six <laughs> in, a, in a six nil win. What tier is it, Pete? What it's, tier? It's, is it? yeah, it's second. Two. It's a second yeah. division. So it's not like, bad. Presumably, Stanley Matthews was in the top flight, was it? Oh, I'm not sure. It must be. It must have been. Oh, yeah, God, are we going to talk coefficients now? But think of, <laughs> oh, not again. Uh, but I, I, I take the point. Um, what Luke, I'm saying is a 50-year-old man scoring a goal is not enough for me. I need to know the standard. Bugger <laughs> off. Yeah. Um, uh, well, well, what if he goes on to score another goal like next year? Would well, that help? Then he'll beat the record, Pete. No, okay. he'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll set a new record. He'll set a new record. Yeah, um, yeah. But they, I think, you know, footballers these days... They are they are much more uh, athletic than yeah. they were back in the sixties. You know, yeah. it's it, it's a remarkable. I mean, seeing seeing the goal, you know, you see his movement and he's the first one to to pounce on the rebound. And I'm thinking that's a fifty year old man. <laughs> yeah. Look, he's, he's all there and halfway back again. As but they the say. dance celebration as well and the speed yeah. at which he runs off. I mean, I, I don't think I'll be able to move that fast when I'm fifty. I can barely move that fast now. It's just my eyes can't move that fast now. <laughs> he's playing, Watching them feet. He's playing in his thirty second season. That's fantastic. It is extraordinary. He's been a footballer for longer than he's not been a footballer. Yeah. <laughs> Suppose he started in about 84. It's just... 85, something like that. And played all around the world. And the blah, blah, the blah. changes he he's actually, seen. He started in Brazil, didn't he? Which is strange. Did he start in Brazil? I think Brazil? so, yeah. yeah. That was his first professional club. Peter's Chris, got Chris, some emails. Well, Chris from Australia just uh, sent a lot of pictures. He was at the match himself. Oh, good. And he had a lovely time oh, with right. his, his wife. He does start with a dig, though. He says, since I'm a teetotaler and I'm travelling with my wife, I'm quite certain it's quite a different jaunt to Pete's occasional Far East visits. Mm. Mm. It's, it's not a dig, it's a factual That's yeah. point. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I applaud it. Fundamentally rude. Simply a reasonable observation. <laughs> <laughs> you are, mate. <laughs> oh, well, <it> was not... <laughs> of a man. Oh, it's nice to know that one of the Ramble listeners were there. Yeah. yeah. And he's married. Round of applause for Chris. Excellent. But apparently, he spent most of the match just pointing at King Kazoo going, He's 50! Yeah. <laughs> and he got the goal. Yeah. The only goal. Well worth, uh, well worth the trip, I'm mm. sure. Uh, let's have some highlights of the weekend then, Luke. Yeah. David Cowlishaw's been in touch to say Tony Poulis uh, said his West Brom side haven't lost intensity after reaching 40 Premier League points. But his record at Stoke Palace and West Brom after reaching 40 points reads as follows. Played 36, won 5, <laughs> drawn 15, lost 16. See you in August, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that one. Um, Carl Johnson, uh, my heart of the week uh, was seeing Aaron Ramsey's smug grin thinking his goal against Lincoln was total redemption for a 10-2 nobbing mm. by Bayern. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, I can sort of get on board with it. The uh, use of the word nobbing was very yeah, good. There. Yeah, well, Welcome. worth a mention. Dave Shaw, I went to see my local team, Ards FC, play Bellina Mallard United in the Northern Irish Premiership on Friday night. A substitute was announced over the public address system and a young player called Jordan Hughes was being brought on for the home team. This prompted a strange outburst from a man sat behind me. All these young players, they're called Jordan and Josh. You don't get any Ronnies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which begs the question, are there enough Ronnies in football? Hashtag bring back Ronnies. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had to think about this. And the only player I could think... Well, Ronaldo, people call him Ronnie, but that doesn't really count. Mm. There was a player called Ronnie Bull who played fairly recently for, recently for Millwall and Crawley. Uh, and the, the only other Ronnie apart from that recently I can think of is Ronnie Johnson. Ronnie Rosenthal. Yeah. That's, that's even They're further back. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you can go back to like Ronnie Moran and Ronnie Whelan. Ronnie but, Rashford. Yeah, Ronnie Rashford. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie Koeman. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie Koeman. Ronnie Koeman, yeah. Every so, Ronald's a potential Ronnie. Just if you can think of a Ronnie playing football at the moment, get in touch. Yeah. Um, but it's got to be at a certain level. Don't waste our time. Pete Ronaldson. <laughs> Pete Ronaldson. <laughs> there we go. Um, what else not a footballer here? and not his name. T- uh, Tom Nixie, going back to what you were talking about. Show oh, yeah. Mix Pete. it up with Mixie. Pete, your, bo- your, uh, your bow. Nixie. Is oh. Nixie. I like the um, tubes. He says, uh, my highlight is uh, Shola Amiobi OBE missing a pen for Notts County with some questionable commentary. Um, yeah, Notts County are currently 19th in League 2, so Shola's, Shola's still doing his thing down there. <laughs> in um, black and white as well. Uh, I've got one here from Ali Nee. He says, uh, my highlight is Derby sacking another manager, presumably for once again not playing, in quotes, in the Derby way. <laughs> uh, from 
many years of watching Derby, I'm pretty sure the Derby way is fleeting moments of excellence, a huge rise in expectation, a dip in form at the Grand Canyon, and a plummet down the league table and discussion of a transition year and how next season it'll be different. <laughs> so um, I personally think Steve McLaren had it down to a T. I look forward to his third stint in six months' time. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll finish off with this one from Jonathan McCormack. Now, Jonathan, I've got a bones pit with you. You could have left this here, but you didn't. You got in touch and said, now I'm going to give you some back. He says... <laughs> My heart of the week is almost being trod on by Luke Moore on his way to the food market in Hammersmith as I was listening to this week's ramble. He said, I avoided contact as delaying his lunch might have had serious consequences for my safety. Now, that may well be your interpretation of events, Mr. McConnick, Mr. whatever your name is, Cormac. Nixie. I'll I'll tell you how it happened. You looked at me, you saw I was Luke from the Ramble, you thought about saying hello, you bottled it, and you walked off by going, Ramble, like that. He literally said that to me, Ramble, and walked off. So I was offering to leave it there, Jonathan. You clearly weren't. So that might be your interpretation of events, but I will tell you, the people assembled there would have seen it much differently. Did you describe it as Luke from the Ramble? That's what he he looked at. Next to you describing yourself as Kurt Cobain in the National press today well as I said to you before wearing a cardigan today just like Kurt Cobain used to if anything I mean you said this to me earlier Kurt Cobain was done by 27 (laughs) I was was only just getting started at 27 so make it that what you will Uh, uh, anyway my beef with Jonathan not with Kurt (laughs) Kurt versus Luke any curses for Kurt no No. okay Um, Memphis to pie super golfer Liam that was wonderful he wasn't even looking at the goal how does that even work yeah right what an absolute hit that was from the halfway line especially because I spent most of the time watching that bloody Fulham goalkeeper almost in the centre circle going just hit it somebody hit it (laughs) we're 3-1 down just hit it where's Charlie Adam when you need him (laughs) (laughs) what about go on Jim mine was Maro Cardi and Eva Benega both getting hat-tricks for Inter the Mm. weekend wow yeah they won 7-0 against Atalanta I think amazing apparently that was um, a lot of syllables in all of that story (laughs) Atalanta 21% of the goals they've conceded this season were in that game Wow. wow, that was a that was a stat for you, Donny. Yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed about... that um, wow that you both did at the same time. Wow, PD. Mm. Yo. But that's what happens when people say something interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, let's have more of that then on the show. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I've been saying it for months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the online petition that uh, at the time of recording oh, has great. over 200,000 signatures calling for the second leg of the Barcelona PSG match to be replayed by a killjoy Real Madrid fan? Oh, <laughs> um, God. Real was... Madrid fan. Yeah, that's so is. good. And presumably, all the rest of them are, and PSG fans. Um, <laughs> he, he, he thought that there were too many refereeing errors. Um, so the petition is on change.org, so sign up there. There are 13 questionable calls in total, according to this Madrid fan, and one of the calls was simply five minutes of added time, in brackets, or until Barca score. <laughs> the great really? thing about this is, Real Madrid is still in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still in it. You're on team. Oh, it's just superb, If, if it? that happened against Real Madrid, you could sort of see his yeah, me- right. mentality where he's coming from. They're still in it. They got yeah. through yeah. that round fine. So yeah. what, what are you worried about? I know, it's just it's sensationally yeah. good. Yeah. I, yeah. I do wonder what these people used to do before the advent of, you know, internet petitions. Have you yeah, ever started a petition, well. Donnie? You must have done. No, never. You're not your thing, no? You've no. had some petitions I've got involving... a bum star fight, yeah, with a pool cue. Yeah. Is that <laughs> right? You've no. had petitions involving your name, though, yeah, yeah, people yeah. positioning against you. Yeah, yeah. So get out of my area. Yeah. Most of, mostly people from towns in the Far East, presumably. <laughs> they, they send out leaflets when I arrive. The, what? what? <laughs> any more for any more? Yeah. No. Okay, let's move I, on. Unpack then. that one at your leisure. <laughs> let's leave. Like um, they did with the block from the Who and the Super Bowl. I'm it. not getting into it. It's fine. Oh, That's... now you're comparing yourself to the Who. But if I'm comparing myself to Kurt Cobain, it's all, all hell breaks. Yeah, loose. the one who's got a sex criminal record. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. I, I agree with you, Marcus. Should I not? Marcus, I agree with you. You should have wrapped it up. Early. Yeah, should have wrapped it up, yeah. mate. You know what oh, happens yeah, if you don't? Because the ramble can be libelous. It's not Th- just Peter. This is on um, you. That's fine. Not libelous. Uh, <laughs> not for now. <laughs> not for now. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Jim, say goodbye. Goodbye. Luke, say goodbye. Goodbye. Petey. Sex criminal. Say goodbye. Bye. And it's goodbye from me, everybody. <laughs>